This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Daily News Brief for Wednesday, April 7th, 2010. Um, first uh, on the docket today, there's a change for tomorrow's Bellator Fighting Championship Season 2 debut event. Um, visa issues have forced out Yanni Tularinta from the lightweight tournament, and 5-1 uh, uh, and one Joe Duarte will step in to face Kerry Vanier on the... Uh, um, debut event tomorrow on Fox Sportsnet. Uh, Duarte was uh, tapped to be on The Ultimate Fighter Season 8, but was defeated by um, eventual runner-up Felipe Nover in the uh, in the fight to get into the house. Uh, so Duarte didn't go any further than that, but uh, he's 5-1 and one overall in his career. He was uh, put on standby for this fight, so it's not like he's coming completely unprepared for this. Um, although the change is coming just a day before the event uh, down there in uh, Hollywood, California, or Hollywood, Florida, um, that will take place at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino and Hotel tomorrow. Um, that fight, along with the Roger Huerta versus Chad Hinton fight, uh, open up the lightweight tournament. Um, uh, featherweight Joe Warren is also on this card. Now, um, as I said on last night's uh, update. Uh, our live round by or our round by round coverage for this event will not be live. Um, it's not airing for me here uh, in Maple Grove, Minnesota, just outside of Minneapolis. It is not airing here until um, after the Minnesota Wild game tomorrow night. Um, I posted a blog up today about uh, that being their one major uh, issue with this television deal with uh, Fox Sportsnet and the fact that uh, they're, they're going to have some trouble keeping and retaining viewers that do turn tune in um, because uh, if, if people are struggling to find it and they don't have it at the same time every week, it's going to be hard to um, keep a, a lot of viewers in week in and week out. Um, I mean, it also hurts because if, if they're putting it on DVR to watch it later, since here it's going to be running from 1130 till 130 in the morning, um, it, with that going on, uh, there's a lot of people that will just DVR the event, and if you're dependent on uh, one of the MLB, NHL, or NBA games ending before that starts, then uh, they could run into some issues with that. But we'll see how it goes for this season, and, and uh, maybe the next season won't be as bad as they'll just have um, baseball pretty much uh, until at least the end of September um, when – NBA and NHL and all that will get started back up again, but they'll just have baseball, and they'll still probably face preemptions in a lot of cities, but uh, hopefully it won't be as bad for Season 3 as it uh, likely will be here at the early going of Season 1, or Season 2. But we'll see what happens. It's still going to be an exciting event. I, I'm excited to watch the uh, the fights tomorrow night, and uh, we'll have a round, full round-by-round round report of uh, the fights that make the broadcast on uh, Fox Sports Net tomorrow for Bellator, so that's tomorrow night. Um, other news of the day, Dana White has finally uh, made a definitive statement um, on the Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell uh, rumors that have been going around um, after the Ultimate Fighter Season 11 is finished, um, which the next episode is, is set to air here shortly. Um, when that is finished up, the, the 
two were expected to face off at UFC 115 in Vancouver. Then rumors came out that Liddell would be facing uh, Rich Franklin and that Tito Ortiz hadn't finished the taping. Um, Dana White initially shot down those rumors, um, but then it made some vague statements at the UFC on versus pre-fight press conference that kind of left the door open for it to possibly still um, not be Tito versus Chuck, even though both fighters have said nothing but they're, that they're still fighting each other. So um, Dana White on Joe Ferraro's MMA Connected program on Canada's Sportsnet. Um, there's a video up at MMATorch.com in this report um, stated that uh, Chuck versus Tito is absolutely uh, the, the definite main event for UFC 115 in Vancouver. Um, he said that's definitely the main event, so unless he's straight up lying, which I, I don't think so, um, this is this is the fight that we're going to be looking forward to and unless some of, something else happens. And if he was straight up lying here and just using promoter speak to, to say that, uh, you know, that's going to come back to bite him in the ass uh, later on because his straight up comments are just not going to be taken as seriously if, if he comes out and makes a statement like this, and then um, that doesn't end up coming to fruition. Uh, other UFC news, um, the event before that, UFC 114 in Las Vegas, the entire card has been announced by the UFC. Tickets are on sale right now. They went on sale at the end of last month, but Quentin Rampage Jackson and Rashad Evans will finally square off in the main event of that card. Another really good light heavyweight bout is the co-main event of the evening as Forrest Griffin takes on Antonio Hogario Noguera, um, uh, Michael Bisping and Dan Miller face off in a middleweight bout. Todd Duffy returns um, in a heavyweight bout against Mike Russo. It'll be Duffy's first fight, his seven second knockout victory in his UFC debut. Uh, and Diego Sanchez jumps back up to welterweight to face off against John Hathaway. The undercard is really good as well. We've got Amir Sadala against Dong Young Kim. Um, that's a very solid welterweight bout. Efrain Escadero against Dan Lozon in a really good lightweight bout. Melvin Gallard against Tiago Tavares. Gallard uh, looking to um, continue building momentum after his victory over Hannes Torres. Uh, Luis Kane taking on Cyril Diabati. Um, you'll remember Cyril from uh, the one of the seasons of The Ultimate Fighter. He was an assistant coach uh, under Dan Henderson um, in Season 9. Aaron Riley takes on Joe Brammer, and then finally Jesse Forbes against Ryan Jensen. Um, solid 11-fight card. It's a, um, another very solid event. It doesn't have a, a title fight on here, but it's uh, a really exciting card nonetheless because you've got a highly anticipated fight with Jackson and Evans. Um, Forrest Griffin returning. He's always a fan favorite and coming off the victory to, over Tito Ortiz against uh the most dangerous fighter he's faced since uh, Anderson Silva last summer. Um, Noguera's not nearly as dangerous as Silva wound up being, uh, and, and I don't see Noguera um, embarrassing Griffin to the point that Silva did, but um, Noguera is still a highly dangerous fighter coming into this one. Bisping against Miller should be a really good middleweight fight. Uh, I'm excited to see Todd Duffy again, and Diego Sanchez back up at welterweight. After uh, uh, the very humbling loss to BJ Penn, uh, should hopefully be uh, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, um, without having to cut so much weight to get down to 155. So 
Um, hopefully he's got uh, that coming in. A little bit of Strike Force news. Actually, it's Strike Force and Dream news. The uh, the talent swap continues between the two t- two companies, and uh, Strike Force welterweight champion Nick Diaz will head to Japan for um, a May 30th date against Hayato Mock Sakurai uh, at Dream 15. Uh, this this Dream 15 card is actually featuring a lot of Strike Force talent, as uh, light heavyweight champion Gegard Musazi, along with former uh, light heavyweight champion Hinato Babalu Sabral and uh, another Strike Force competitor, uh, Ramio Thierry Sokaju, will all be on that card to begin the Dream Lightweight Grand Prix. Um, so a lot of Strike Force talent on that card. Uh, the fight with Sakurai, I mean, Sakurai's lost two straight. Diaz has won six straight. Um, Sakurai's coming off a submission loss to Akihiro Gono, uh, and he was knocked out by Marius Saramskis in the welterweight Grand Prix last year. Of course, Diaz is coming off a, a knockout victory um, over Zoromskis himself. So, um, it's it's kind of a mismatch right now because Sakurai's best days are behind him. Uh, he, he did have a, a really nice highlight KO over Shinya Aoki um, at Dream 8, but that was... I, I mean, I, Aoki is a, a lightweight fighter. You know, and and he moved up in weight for that fight. Sakurai got him with knees to the head on the ground, and um, I mean it was vicious, it was brutal, but um, Aoki's not Nick Diaz. He's just not. Uh, I I can't see any way that Sakurai actually wins this fight, but um, this will mean Diaz does not defend his Strike Force title until later in the year. I mean, it's not as if he has a whole lot in the welterweight division in. Strike Force right now to defend it against, so um, it's it's not a major setback for the organization. It just means that they don't have him uh, to, to be a part of any of their cards uh, for probably the next um, six to seven months, uh, however long it takes him to uh, rebound from his fight on the 30th. So um, the uh, other story. Uh, to take a look at today is about Anderson Silva and uh, Kevin Ioli did a, a story at Yahoo Sports um, based off some comments that Silva made today after the um, pre-fight press conference for UFC 112 and uh, Silva is looking to I mean he said in the past that he, he wants to take fights at heavyweight and people have kind of taken it semi-seriously he's uh uh, just dominated everyone he's faced in the middleweight and light heavyweight divisions. But not only is he looking to go heavyweight, he's looking to drop back down to 170. Um, the fight that many thought would not take place anymore between George St. Pierre and Anderson Silva, it might take place at welterweight. Um, it, I mean, uh, it was looking as if both fighters were going to be moving up a division uh, around the same time, the way that they're dominating their opponents, but... Silva wants to see if he can make that weight cut again. He wants to take one fight at 170 and then uh, fight George St. Pierre at 170. And uh, same thing with heavyweight. He wants to take at least one fight and then challenge whoever the champion is probably uh, in that division. He's got a legitimate shot to be a, a champion in four different weight divisions if he so chooses to go after uh, those belts. So, uh, I mean, it, with all the talk of pound for pound, and uh, the the fictional who would do what if they fought, um, and and who would win this fight, who would win that fight. Anderson Silva is already one of the 
best fighters on the planet. He's he's considered one of the top pound for pound fighters in the world, if not the pound the best pound for pound fighter in the world. He may just well go out and prove it by taking out whoever he fights at 170 and then moving up to heavyweight, taking out whoever he fights there. I mean, um, with the exception of the lightweight division, Anderson Silva uh, might just take out everyone else. So um, it's really exciting stuff because it's great to hear him motivated and and wanting to fight more and wanting to challenge himself because um, there there was talk for a time that he was going to be retiring shortly, and if he comes out and takes these fights in different weight classes, it just means that fans get to see him more. And Anderson Silva is one of the most exciting fighters and most interesting fighters to watch. Um, I mean, he had a couple of fights, uh, obviously the lightest and Cote fights, that people thought he kind of lost a step or was uh, boring in them and um, lost his killer instinct. And then he turned around and made a fool of Forrest Griffin. So, um I hope we see some of these fights at 170 and also at heavyweight just to just to see what the hell he can do because Anderson Silva is, is by far one of the best fighters in the world and he can solidify himself as the the single best fighter in the world by taking these other fights and uh, saying it doesn't matter what weight class I'm I'm going to take you out and, and beat you anyway. Um, he's going for his 11th straight UFC victory um, just to extend his record against Demi and Maya on Saturday. And uh, a victory will also mark his seventh straight title defense, which is more than uh, any fighter in UFC history. Um, he'll, he's, he's tied right now for six title defenses with Tito Ortiz and Matt Hughes, and he'll break that record on Saturday with a victory over Demi and Maya. So um, we've got some other prediction articles on the site today with Matt Pelkey making some comments on um, the top three mismatches and the weather perhaps being the most interesting reason to tune in to the fights uh, on Saturday. And then Frank Hyden um, blocked about uh, his thoughts on the top three fights as well. I'll have more comments and uh, previews and predictions on the um, prelim card as well as the main card uh, tomorrow and Friday heading into the event on Saturday. And then we will have live round-by-round uh, coverage of the event as it airs live uh, on pay-per-view at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central. So, um, be sure to tune in Saturday for that if you're watching it live, and also um, avoid the spoilers if you're watching it on delay, or go ahead and read the report if you're uh, wanting to know uh, if, if it's worth ordering uh, at night, or again, if you just want to be completely surprised going into the event, you pretty much should just avoid the internet all day on Saturday, but uh, we will try to avoid spoilers in the afternoon, and uh, we'll repost the report uh, Saturday night as well uh, as the uh, event re-airs on uh, pay-per-view. So be sure to, to, to tune in for all of that this weekend and uh, uh, even more as next week we get into Strike Force on CBS coverage. So thanks for listening once again. This is Jamie Pennock signing off.